Timur Kabadai, Managing Director of Conval Group, explains how the right approach to data management can help pharma companies improve product safety and product quality, right now on the Agile Supply Chain Podcast. Timur, welcome. Uh, it's a great pleasure to have you on another edition uh, of this uh, uh, subject matter expert interview on the um, supply chain and the Agile supply chain. Uh, what we're going to be talking about today is, um, you know, your reaction and some of your comments on the Agile supply chain credo that we've created and which, you know, anybody can go and see on www.agilesupplychain.com. And just to refresh, you know, everybody, this is not a credo about tracing products, about technology, about you or about us. It's meant to be a blueprint for transformation in the industry. Mm-hmm. So let me hand over to you and ask you to introduce yourself and start off by, you know, what is your reaction to the credo? What, what really jumps out of you and, and what at you and what have you seen from the work you do with pharmaceutical companies yeah. around agile pr- processes? I mean, you know, uh, thanks, Rod, just, you know, just giving me this opportunity, right, to be able to join this part of discussion with you, a lively discussion, hopefully, that we will be going through. I mean, just, just a brief about myself. Uh, I am just in pharma industry since 1992. I have been working in many different areas of pharma industry. So I have been working in uh, plant engineering side of pharma industry. I have worked in Canada in the IT part, like mainly about computer validation. And then from there on, I was involved, especially in Turkey, about the sterilization aspect and quality aspect in many areas of like that. So, but uh, as you as you clearly mentioned about like this uh, agile supply chain credo, the first thing it comes to my mind is patient safety. I mean, you know, this goes back and forth, back and forth in our work. Mainly, it's mind, it's about the compliance. And then it's about the product quality from the data perspective. So, you know, we have seen this one a lot, a lot. And then I have seen, I have experienced a lot, especially when it comes, I was involving a lot of with manufacturing people, you know, shop floor people who are manufacturing with their machines, with their processes, the product. But what I have felt is over there, you know, like the view of what you produce, at the end, people think that's a product. It's not a product, like... You know, we in pharma, we produce, we produce mainly two things. You know, we ensure that with our product, we make sure that our patients are first safe and then they get a quality product. And then later on, they get, they get, you know, benefit from that product. So that's, that comes with it. And then uh, the other thing is, comes also to my mind with, uh, with uh, the supply chain credo, what is supporting us, what I have seen. Through the sterilization projects, we are involved almost like 10 years. So, you know, what I've seen is data part of it. So what I'm what I'm saying to the currently with all my or pharma clients, look, you know, you are producing product, but don't forget that you are producing also the data. And then without data and then your product, and when it's not safe and it's not on the right time to the patient, it doesn't mean anything. So that's what I'm seeing currently. Right. right. And and I think that's an important point. I'm going to pick up on, on two aspects of what you've said. You know, one of the biggest challenges for people in manufacturing is they don't deal with the patient every day. Yeah. They don't see 
that there's a shortage of the product at the at the hospital because they never packaged the product properly and it was rejected by the mm. hospital and now suddenly there's a mad scramble and you know as we saw from the IDC benchmark that we've just done sometimes that can take 40 days for them in manufacturing to realize mm. that there was something wrong with serialization there was something wrong with packaging so i think it goes to your second point which is how important the data is I mean, we don't have manufacturing to have data, but you know, one of the most important aspects of the credo is that we, the, the whole purpose of the end-to-end -end supply chain is to deliver outcomes to a patient. And in that process, data is an important piece of fact that allows us to manage the product and its journey all the way to the patient so the patient gets a safe product. So I absolutely love the point that you that you make. And that, the other point that I would make, in, and you can think about and that is, uh, uh, and respond to, and that is being in the product supply network rather than in the downstream logistics and distribution process you know, you're on top of the real-time manufacturing of the product. Yes. So therefore, you are seeing what happens in the product in real time. If a batch is out of spec, you get that data immediately and you can initiate problem-solving processes or events or alerts to put together an agile team to resolve that issue. So, you know, what sort of stories can you tell us about, you know, your experiences of being able to detect those problems and how quickly pharmaceutical companies are able to respond by putting the right teams together to quickly analyze and deal with that issue? I mean, again, thanks, Trot. I mean, you know, that's, you know, your point is very, very valid. And then, you know, you know, since, as I said, since 1992, I'm in pharma business. And then I have involved in also like managerial tasks. And then we have been uh, working together with supply chain managers of the companies that we were working. And also we have gone through many SAP implementations, supported many SAP implementation. And over there, we were talking with them. So, I mean, you know, the biggest problem what we have seen is biggest, biggest challenges that they face is basically, you know, first and foremost, uh, they don't have full visibility of their supply chain, what is coming to them from, for example, from the API manufacturers. And then, you know, you know what they do is they, in pharma, even today, they live by month. So they have like monthly schedules, right? Which they built on one year before, right? And then with that one year before monthly planning, they, they do the monthly planning and they send, they send, let's say, to their API manufacturers, the request sent me, you know, this amount of kilogram, whatever it is. And then, you know, they expect that it will come to them, right? It will come to them. But, you know, the reality could be totally different. Maybe it will come to them, but not with the right quality. They are not aware what is happening also to that, to that manufacturer, API manufacturer, overall in the supply chain. Because everybody, everybody is currently you know, uh, sitting by themselves alone, and then they are, they are trying to communicate with the, with the API network or with the supplier to them from the other companies, in the packaging companies, and then they see the problem only what happens to them, right? But with the serialization world, and then, you know, thanks to this network type of communication models, 
right? Then they're like, you know, like everybody's coming to a club together. That's what I see. If you are in the club, then there is always a rumor happening in the club. When you hear that rumor, then you know that, okay, this company, API company, is having facing the problems. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send them a request for three months down the road. Okay, what should I do? Let's, let's hear the gossip in that network, right? And then, you know, act on it accordingly with much more decisively so that, again, the point comes in. You know, my patient who needs my drug, is gets on the right time in the right quality and the right quantity. So very well said. Very yeah. well said. In fact, I love your analogy, and I'm gonna we're gonna definitely use that. And and that Please is do so. every, everybody goes to a club, they get yes. an invitation to the party, yes. and you walk around the party listening to all the rumors, and then you react to the rumors, right? Now we all know that if you didn't get an invitation to the party because you went on vacation, you didn't hear the rumor and yeah. you might not have enough of the packaging or enough of the API exactly. or enough of the capacity. And so therefore uh, that goes missing. And so they wait for you to find out. And in the process of finding out, uh, you may have to produce extra inventory which sits in the supply chain and may may expire. So that's, you know, that's an extremely good example of why it's so important. You talk about that networked party, right? That yeah. everybody is connected to this network and that everybody is seeing everybody else's data in real time and right. that they don't have to have an invite for the party. They're getting yes. an automatic signal that says, yes. hey, you were supposed to ship this. Where is it? Where and is I get it? to hear about that in hours, not in 40 days or 20 days. So I, that's, you know, that's a really, really good example of how it works today and why you know, systems augmenting the way the network works, not replacing people, is yes. really what this this agile credo is all about is exchanging data being able to analyze data between partners and everybody has a role to play and they're all in the network they're not just invited to the party and someone doesn't know who's attending and who's not attending so i i love the analogy because it's very simple and, and i think it it goes a long way so from your experience tomorrow um in, in pharmaceutical because you've been involved in product supply for so long. I mean, if you were giving advice to mm. a leader, supply chain leader or a supply chain executive on something to stop doing and something to start doing, what would you start off by saying, look, you've got to stop doing this because when you do this, this is what happens. What would that stop be? I mean, you know, the, the first stop would be for me, you know, just just go back to your organizations and then remember three things, right? Why we are in this pharma industry. First and foremost, patient safety. So that's what we are in, right? The patient is first, should receive a safe and timely product. Second is quality of the product. And the third one is integrity of the data of the product. So data, quality, and patient. So, you know, these three things should be set in your, in your everyday life, everyday, everyday discussions and everyday strategy. If you are out of those, any of them, a little bit out, then at the end, guess who is getting, in, who is getting out of that not benefit, basically, or patients. 
right? Basically us, the patient is me, my mother, my father, my children. So they are getting out of this. And then, you know, then it disturbs and it hurts overall the industry, right? So that's that's what I'm seeing. Currently, you know, we will be facing a big issue for supply chain if this COVID vaccine is coming out. Are we going to solve this, right? So, you know, that's what we're facing us as well. So, you know, those yeah. things are, would be only managed through, like what I say, as putting these three things in front, you know, patient safety, you know, product quality and data integrity. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I listened to uh, J&J and, uh, uh, and another manufacturer talk about distribution of vaccines. I mean, there's yeah. 7 billion people on the planet. So we're making the assumption that every one of these 7 billion people are going to get uh, vaccines and, you know, it has to be transported at the temperature of ice cream, you know, minus, yes. minus, minus 20 so, so this is a huge logistics challenge. Just the fact that there is a vaccine doesn't mean to say that we've solved all the problems, right? And, and I think, you know, to your point, the patient, the data, the integrity of that vaccine is really important because if I'm in the middle of Africa and that vaccine, the truck that's transporting it, uh, the refrigeration breaks down and it's in, you know, plus 21 degrees centigrade for uh, two days, maybe you have to throw everything away and then, you know, there's patients who are not going to get the vaccine. So that's a, I think that's a very vivid explanation of the stop. And, and I think you make a good point, right? It's the leadership has to make everybody aware of why they are doing what they are doing. Yes. You know, you're not just making a product because you're in manufacturing. You're making a product because a patient's waiting for it. The, the, second, the second question, what do you think is the most important start? You know, what, what recommendation would you say is a, is a really good start that you would give to these companies? I know a lot of the starts relate to the stops, but there might be one start that really jumps out at you that, that you think, look, companies really need to take notice of this. I mean, I would say, I mean, the, the first thing what they should be looking at is, you know, their supply chain. So that's what I say, because, you know, we mastered the manufacturing for sure. You know, we know it, we know it, every single bit out of it, right? But, you know, supply chain needs much more communication, much more talking and much more connectivity, right? So that's the reason what I see is, you know, we should be as a whole industry, we should be focusing on our supply chain, because if all of us focus on the supply chain, then we will be saving overall worldwide billions of billions of dollars from the products which are not at the right time, at the right, at the right patient. Billions, we will say. The governments will say, and out of whatever we save, then we can invest more and more our research and R&D, rather than trying to send emails, trying to send, you know, making the phone calls, trying to understand what happened to the product, where it happened. So I think, you know, supply chain will be the next big thing. That's what I'm seeing. Because the technologies are there in today's world, very much available. Very much of it. So I, I love that point, and that's also that's a great that's a great takeaway. And that is, um, you know, and in the consumer goods industry, they've already come to this conclusion: yes. consumer goods and consumer electronics. And that is, the supply chain is the operating model of the business. When the supply chain breaks, the business breaks, right? Mm -hmm. And and that's exactly what you've just said. And I think, 
you know, in, in the past, I think supply chain has been seen as logistics, especially in yeah. Europe. When you say supply chain, people think, it's oh, yeah, that's just transporting the product. It's much more than transporting the product because it starts at supply and it goes all the way to the, you know, the product safety in the patient's hand. So, no, this has been very insightful and, and I'm, I'm really pleased to hear your points of view. It's always good for me to get close to where the product is made and talk to people like you who live with your sleeves rolled up uh, in product supply where, you know, people are waiting to get your real-time signals. And if you your real-time signals don't get to them, they can't respond in real-time. Otherwise, you know, they have to keep spare inventory. And then we end up by throwing away hundreds of millions of dollars. And I think you make a very good point. We could do a lot of a lot better using that money more effectively in the supply chain. So, Tamur, thank you very much. I mean, is there any point you would like to make in closing? I mean, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Any point you'd like to make closing? I mean, no, uh, the one, one point I, I, I want to make for the closing is, first and foremost, thanks for having me here and then giving, giving this lively discussion. Right? So, you know, if, if I could be any help, if I could be any, any insight, for the future, that would be very greatly appreciated. And also, you know, also, you know, Rod, you know, your work and what you do and, and what you have done so far is very much inspiring, especially on the supply chain area. So that's the reason I like to thank you also again personally, just having me here and having this lively discussion. Thanks a lot. <laughs>